plastic windows could be the fastest way to make cars lighter. JLR wants to build too many assembly plants, and Takata could be crippled by so many recalls. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, your journey, our passion, and by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Probably the most famous turn at a racetrack in Formula One is the iconic Eau Rouge at Spa-Francorchamps in Belgium. An uphill right-hand turn that crests onto a long straight, it's taken flat out by the bravest drivers. And that's why Infinity wants to launch a performance version of the Q50 called Eau Rouge. But now the regional government, which owns the track, is saying, hold on, you can't steal our name. Even so, Bloomberg reports that Nissan, Infinity's parent company, already has a European trademark on that name. But I think this issue can be solved rather easily. Just pay the track some money. Uh-oh, has JLR gone crazy? Tata's luxury brands Jaguar and Land Rover are about to be going on an assembly plant building binge. To me, this has got disaster written all over it. Last year, JLR sold 425,000 vehicles worldwide. That is less than two traditional assembly plants worth of production. Even so, JLR now wants to build an assembly plant in China. Okay, that makes sense. But it's also committed to building a plant in Brazil and a plant in Saudi Arabia, of all places. And now JLR is reportedly mulling the idea of putting a plant in the United States. You know, a decade ago, Toyota went on a similar building binge and it ended up very badly, straining company resources and leading to all kinds of quality problems. My advice to JLR, one at a time, guys, not all at once. You know, these airbag recalls are reaching astronomical proportions and they overwhelmingly involve one company, Japanese supplier Takata. Remember, when a supplier causes a recall, the car companies hand it the bill. So Takata is reeling from the recall costs and its stock just took a massive hit. It's enough to make you wonder if the company can even survive such a big disaster, though it must undoubtedly have insurance to cover part of the cost. You know, this is not the first time that the company ran into trouble. Back in the 1990s, it was investigated for faulty seatbelts in the U.S. market. At the time, Takata blamed Americans for the problem. It claimed that it found French fries crammed into seatbelt buckles. And that became the big talking point in Japan. Those Americans and their French fries. I bet we don't hear Takata blaming its customers this time around. If you took every piece of glass on a vehicle and threw it on a scale, I think you would be surprised by how much it actually weighs. And that's why automakers are keenly interested in plastic windows, especially for EVs. Well, here's a concept from BMW, Daimler, and the Technical University of Munich that uses Lexan windows, which is a polycarbonate. They cut the weight of the car by 13 kilograms, or about 30 pounds, the windows use a coating that increases its insulating properties, and that helps extend the EV's driving range because the HVAC doesn't have to work as hard. One downfall is that plastic windows allow more noise to come through than glass does. 
As of now, regulations do not allow for the use of a plastic windshield, even though it can be stronger than glass. But we might start to see some of these regulations lifted as automakers are forced to meet more stringent fuel economy standards. Last year, Ford lowered the price of the Focus EV by $4,000, but sales continued to be disappointing. Just over 1,500 have been sold so far this year in the U.S. So down goes the price by another $6,000, bringing the starting price to just under 30 grand. This might help some, but we don't expect sales to pick up that much. It's hard to tell an electric Focus from the regular ones. And EV buyers seem to prefer cars that show everyone else they're doing their part to save the planet. Coming up next, time for You Said It. Here's another great thing about the all-around performance of our Dueler tires. A comfortable, quiet ride. Oh. At Bridgestone, our passion for performance knows no bounds. And now it's time for some of your feedback. Kit Gerhardt saw my fuel economy comparison for pickup trucks as part of my test driving for the North American Truck of the Year Award. He wants to know, how did you measure the MPG of those pickups? Did you use and believe the onboard readouts? Or was calibrated instrumentation installed on the vehicle for the test? I used the MPG readouts on the dashboard, just as any normal consumer would. Yeah, they might be off some, but so is measuring fuel from a gas pump at a gas station. And there's always some inaccuracies with an odometer. And while the EPA test equipment would be the best, even their methodology does not always relate to the real world. Dave has another fuel economy related question. How come when you tout diesels as with your truck MPG Comparo, you never mention that the price of a gallon of diesel is at least 20% higher than 87 octane? Because when you get 30% better fuel economy, as I did with the Ram 1500 diesel, you're still saving money. And if you put on enough miles, you'll more than pay for the upfront cost of that diesel engine. Valve Float is keeping us on this fuel economy thing. Regarding the MKZ, you failed to mention that the hybrid has only 188 horsepower compared with 240 for the 2-liter EcoBoost i4 and 300 for the V6. The hybrid might not cost any money compared with the four-cylinder, but you do pay in lost performance. Well, you're right, but my point is that 70% of consumers are rejecting a hybrid that can deliver 80% better fuel economy than the V6, and it doesn't cost them any more money. HTG has this to say about Tesla's company stores. No one is saying there shouldn't be dealers, only why should dealers be able to exclude direct sales? He's right, you know. Historically, these franchise laws only applied to automakers who at first used dealers and then tried to sell directly to consumers on their own. Tesla never tried to sell cars through dealers, and it should be exempt from those franchise laws. And this is why dealer groups are getting state legislatures to amend those laws to prevent Tesla from selling direct. Marshall has a complaint about our website. I wish you'd return to your previous page format. I can't get the show transcript link to work and have tried two different browsers. Why change in the first place? So far, you're the only one who has said you can't get that link to work. But we changed it because we need to track how many people are reading the transcript versus how many watch the video version of the show. We got some tweaks to the website coming, and this is going to help us determine how to make it better. Hey, thanks for all your letters and comments. We truly love 
getting your feedback, so keep them coming. But that wraps up today's show. Thank you for watching.